Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. And hey, two weeks in a row, but I'm so proud of you. You figured out it was Friday. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I messed up. Keep rubbing it in. I was afraid. We're I gonna, deserve it. Nah. I was afraid we weren't going to be able to get it done in time because uh, I had to do edit a video for the shop. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I just finished that. I'm still waiting. I texted yeah. my boss an hour ago asking him for the title of the video because he is very specific about this stuff. And he always yells at me when I get the wrong title. I'm like, no, this makes sense, but whatever. So still waiting for that. It's uploading it. It's amazing how a 10 minute video takes an hour and a half to oh, process. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand why. My like six minute video on that battery charger took a while to process. I remember I was like, what? It takes forever. It really does. That's why I want to do it now. I want to try and get it up at four or five because those seem to be peak times for YouTube. So we're uh, really? hoping he texts back. Usually this guy is always on his phone, but today apparently he doesn't want to text me. Oh, well, hopefully he texts back soon. This episode, I thought we'd go over more blue-collar side hustles. We've been doing a lot of different side hustles in the last few episodes. It's just pretty much what's going on in our lives because yeah. we're too stupid to make an episode about one specific topic. But I think that's what makes us unique. We have ADHD <laughs> and we're the, well, what'd you say last week? Hopefully some people out there can connect. <laughs> we're the broken entrepreneurs. Yes, that's we're the broken just... entrepreneur podcast. If we're going to rebranch soon. like us. You'll, you know, appreciate it, I hope. <laughs> yeah, so we got some more in-person side hustles, kind of blue-collar, like cleaning for other people, stuff like that. And it's not like a uh, police officer, plumber, no. nutrition, although, I mean, if you can go into a trade, pick trades a trade. Trades are hot right now. I mean. Well, trades are always going to be hot. You're always going to need an electrician. Yeah. You're always going to need a plumber. You see Mike, HVAC. you see like uh, Mike Rowe going around a lot, the guy, uh, the... He runs the television show, uh, Dirty Jobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Mike Rowe. Yeah, me too. He, I saw him on a uh, interview the other week, and he was saying how all of these trades and different types of jobs that like he shows a lot, they're all going to be in high demand now because of all of this this huge push for like the work from home. There's always going to be building. There's always going to be a whole bunch of stuff. And a lot of jobs people don't want to do. I love it when he does like the really, really, really dirty jobs, you know, septic oh, yeah. stuff or disgusting. really get in. You get all like suited up and go down into like a sewer drain. Oh, God forbid you have a scratch or something. Yeah, you'd want yeah. to be suited up for that. You don't want to get infected with whatever's down there. Oh, gosh. Ugh. I don't know. Today's day and age, nobody wants to do that stuff no, anymore. Nobody. It's all remote work. It's all online. Everyone grows up on tech and wants to work with it too. It's just... It's... It's not bad to learn that stuff, but you, you really got to go back to basics yeah. for certain things. And if you want a job immediately in the field you're actually studying for, then get a trade. Yeah, you, I heard. I hear that welders do really well, like especially like specialty welding. You can weld anywhere. And pipe welding. 100%. Pipe welding pays an insane amount. But it, that's really hard because you're welding a pipe that's going to hold pressure. So it's like if you mess up at all, you're going to be in big trouble they'll know if you mess up because yeah, they with test it all they have actually x-rays um if you go down to electric oh yeah i did hear that there was a position for x-ray tech x yes x-ray tech yeah just kind of like x-ray maybe behind a wall or something or yeah like you said a pipe if you, you see know, a welded. crack in it or something yeah, you gotta insane yeah you gotta grind it out you gotta re-weld that thing because you don't want a problem in a submarine no you don't it's, you don't <laughs> 
Yeah, but there's some insane technology at Electric Boat. If if you could, if you wanted to, you could totally get a job at Electric Boat. Oh, I know. I've been offered by multiple people, oh, and I just haven't gone there because I'm just crazy. It's a hell of a job. Yeah, but you, they just constantly have work. I, they got another contract from the government to build a whole bunch of submarines. I would have done it, but I I really like what I do. Because it's not just one straight job, it's multiple. I mean, you see, right now I'm editing video. A couple of weeks ago, I was making palm fronds for a restaurant. Yeah. We're working on a Studebaker car. You're just all over the place. Exactly. It's perfect it's for my ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> I get bored, I just move to something else. Yep. I got a buddy who, uh, his name's Henry. He's um, a stick welder at Electric Boat. But the crazy part is, he's actually got to learn... Uh, I've seen some of the containers he's got to get into. It's really small, tight areas. Yeah. And he has to weld backwards. So he uses a mirror and he welds. I can't use a mirror to buzz my head correctly. And this guy's doing it to weld. Wow. and if that's, you, that's some insane skill right there. Greatest thing is, if you were a welder, all you need to do is, you don't even need to have your equipment. Just live in a van. If you want to go travel the country, you can get a job anywhere at any time being a welder. They need them in the oil fields. They need them you know, just for regular pipes. No, that's totally true. Like welding is in demand everywhere. I just, just like you said, like if anything is being built, it needs to be welded and things need to be fixed constantly. So if you're a guy and you don't know, I, I feel like that's one of the essential things. Every guy needs to know how to weld. You should want to learn how to weld so bad. I've almost, I almost picked up my dad's welder the other day, but it's like, I don't know. I just didn't. It's very easy. You got settings, you got the voltage. Yeah. And you got, it's the voltage, the wire speed, and then you need to, oh, make, to make you have the right amount of gas coming out. Oh, well, like the regulator. Regulated itself. But yeah, I just, yeah. I just turn on the damn cans. It's all regulated. Yeah. I know, got the right amount of pressure, but God, pick up the welder. I, I want to do it so bad. It's I don't so I got, satisfying. I got a whole bunch of people do it right. Downstairs. So. Yeah, I we have scrap metal at the at the house too. Oh really? Oh yeah, we got a bunch of that stuff. It's like there's nothing better if you can use a hot glue gun. If you can use a soldering iron, you can weld. Yeah. If I can weld, I enjoy soldering, but the the, uh, the lead in the solder that's so bad for you. Ah, uh, see, you're just you're always paranoid about that stuff. See, yeah, I, I don't come from that. Well, I'm not though. I'll get like a uh, carburetor cleaner all over my hands. I don't even care. Three cleaner just. All over the hands. I have lacquer thinner on my hands yep. at least 57 times a day. I hear it's it's like uh, it can lead to liver disease. Yep. Yep. That's okay. I don't plan on being around Scary. much longer. Scary. I, I've been trying to use gloves more, like those latex gloves, but I can't use them. I feel like like the, dexter the dexterity in my hands just goes away. It's it, gone. It does. It's no longer you got. You don't have the feeling on the tips. It's yeah, just, it's no. Weird. You can't unscrew anything or... The latex glove, gloves don't work for me. Me neither. Because uh, sometimes, I mean, I work in the shop, so I always have cuts on my hands. And when I put those gloves on, one of those cuts will always get infected, and then it just kind of blows up a finger or yep, something. That's not good. It's the sweat, or I don't know what it is. My body's just stupid. I don't know. So, welding. Okay, it's not a job I would have normally talked about because it's just more traditional, I would say, like a plumber and everything. But yeah. I can't. But stress. it's a really good specialty to go into. If you can dive, if you let go in the ocean and you can be an underwater oh, welder, man, that's insane. You just that's a whole nother level. You name your price: exactly. one hundred twenty an hour. Doesn't matter. Just underwater stick weld, and it's very easy. You just got to be able to be in a wetsuit on an oxygen tank and 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 weld. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'd like to do that, actually. I will never do it. But it sounds like a good thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's it for uh, welding and electric boat. But I think you should think about that or something else I thought about. Town, you know how we got the Department of uh, Public Works around here? Yeah. The blue truck guys. Yes. You should totally get it. If you could get a job in this town. Oh, I'd be that, so bored. Doesn't matter. It's a Just drive around all day. Great pension. I see most of those people at Dunkin' Donuts all the time. Or they're just, there's 12 guys and one guy's digging a hole. You'd be the guy digging a hole and you'd have the 11 supervisors around you, but it's still a hell of a job. <laughs> and if there were ever any openings, I would consider jumping on that yeah, position. Yeah, I could. But that's if you that's want to idea. go the traditional route, just straight blue-collar job. Um, but if you want to do more blue-collar side hustles, I don't know. What do you got? You go on YouTube today and you go online, Google, YouTube, whatever it be, and all you have is articles and videos claiming, like, here's how to make $500 a day. Here's how to make $100 a day. Here's how to make $1,500 a month. And it's like, no, none of these things work like that. And most of the money is now made in recording, talking about a side hustle and putting out videos on it. Because it's like a hijack on the human psychology. One hundred percent. Especially if you're if you already have that mindset of where it's it could be possible. A lot of the things that you see online, they will work in theory, and maybe I'll get a couple people. But it's like these these like ideas for making quick money really don't don't work that well. So it's like you'll see the numbers on those videos too. It'll be like 47,000 views and it's only two days old and it's how to make $500 a yeah. day. Now of those 40, uh, 47,000 views, maybe 400 people actually try it. And of those 400 people, maybe 40 actually continue with it long enough to make a sale or whatever the, the whole objective of that video is maybe four at the end actually stick with it with it it's just insane yeah the numbers of people that'll watch the video versus the number of people who take action and stick with it it's yes yeah. that's why sometimes i find those videos to be funny because most of them if you watched every one of those you'd see they're probably like top three things selling digital products on oh yeah Etsy. i was what that's like, why i was trying channel. to say that earlier because i was watching this morning and it's just like all of the creators are saying the same few side hustles. Like the ones that we are going to talk about today or I'm going to talk about have all been repeated like a million times. I'm literally just going to say it. Really? Yeah. You got regurgitated one? I got I got ones that you probably but haven't thought of. First thing I got is you can go to people's houses and either ask if they want their windows clean so you can start a window cleaning business. People actually are okay with you doing that. And I've seen a lot of like local people doing it as well. Um, and then another thing that you can do that's kind of interesting is you could do it in multiple ways. So you know how each house has a number and a lot of times like some houses won't even have a number, like they'll just never get one or it was on the mailbox and it wore off. So what you can do is you can go up to someone's door and knock on the door and pitch to them that if they don't have a house number or it's not clear, you could paint it on their, their curb right outside their mailbox, like right in front of their house. And you could say that, like, this is actually really good for your house because the mailman can see it way easier. You won't get messed up packages anymore. And if you ever had a fire or something like that, or if maybe someone was coming to your house to drop something off, they would just find it easier. 
because it would stand out. It's like not all your neighbors have a number painted right on your curb. So that would be a little good thing to try. That's a great actual little side. I hustle. thought that was kind of cool because it was unique. I didn't really see that one no. anywhere else, but like one account was like talking about it. So. It wouldn't work for Situate because we have no curbs. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not, uh, yeah. you have them in town, but that's so, what, 300 but feet? But another, like you could, you could kind of expand into other ideas. Like you could repaint it on someone's mailbox. You could design quality outdoor stickers with all different numbers and do it that way too. Stuff like that. Well, I mean, that would work for like any any other products. You could. No, that's the thing. Uh, with uh, the fire department, they had these green, like reflective, the reflective things, the green reflective sign. And yeah, for, I don't know, 20, 25 bucks, they'd get put it all together, put your number on it, and then just mail it out to you. Now, it might have cost them 12 bucks, and for the extra 13 you'd just put numbers on a placard and then send it to the guy. Yeah. So it's it's a great way to make quick money. That's definitely a cool side hustle. Plus, I can't tell you the number of times it's in situate. You can't read house numbers. Everybody's got trees in front of their house, and then you got long driveways. You're like, well, is this a driveway or is this a road? Because, well, I mean, we still got yeah. dirt roads out here, too. Yeah. You don't even know. So you could maybe come up with something different, like that could go on a tree or a fence post or something like that. Or if you wanted to go even crazier, get a rock, a big old rock and oh, write the- People love to do that around there. <laughs> Everybody's got a big rock with the, the house number on the road. I couldn't imagine <laughs> what that would cost and then ship That's it. the Rhode Island situate version. Go up to people's doorsteps. Don't ask them if they want their windows clean. They'll tell you to screw up. But if you tell them that you're going to put a massive rock in their front lawn with their house numbers on it, they'll be like, oh, tell me more. Wait, <laughs> I've been seeing those. I might want one of yeah, them for yeah. my yard. <laughs> Everybody's got to keep up with, yeah, somebody's got a millstone out in their yard. Everybody's got to have a millstone. Yeah, so, this town's crazy. Exactly. I guess what we're trying to say here is you need to find a, a specific demand or trend, and then you have a shot at selling something more than just, you know, going up to someone's house and doing the classic, oh, do you want your window or dryer vent cleaned? Yes, but like you got to think outside the box. Definitely. Like, like the the rock in the front lawn. It's like, that's a perfect idea because people actually pay for those things to be made already. So, oh, and it's big money. It doesn't take much. As you long could as probably you're... get a sandblaster and do that yourself with a, with a template. You just have to find the rocks. You think they do that with a sandblaster? Yeah, you could do that with a sandblaster to etch in, etch in the number. Oh, those are pretty deep. That's like quarter inch, half inch thick. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not that. But I, I was talking they actually like doing it by hand because I, I know how to do it. But I have the whole chisel set, the hammers. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, you know me and rocks. I love my rocks. Yeah, you're crazy. So I've done everything with rocks. I've done Never stone carving. Me. I've done all kinds of crazy shit. I love rocks. Stone carving. That's nuts. Yeah, you know what? Actually, there's a good side hustle for you. There's a lot of people who buy whole, like, just whole specimens of rock, and they don't want the whole specimen. They want it sliced up. So if you buy a wet saw, you could just be that guy. And if, if you are that guy, just let me know. I have people to send your way because they just want slab, like quarter-inch slabs of their specimen. And then you get, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 bucks a slab just to uh, just to cut it. And that's just putting it in the saw, and the saw does all the work. So, how big? Uh, it depends on the saw you got, but you can go. How 18, big do they want? As big as the specimen. 
So if it's a big boulder and they want it slabbed, then you'd have to have a saw that could slab a big boulder. Like eight but times? I, I'm talking about, you know, something small, maybe the size of a softball or bigger, okay. a little bit bigger. That's not bad. Because I got a tile saw. Everybody bitches about this tile saw, um, saying it's too fast for cutting rocks. But I got a beautiful blade, cuts it no problem, and the damn thing's from Harbor Freight, and I've been slabbing rocks for years. <laughs> Good stuff. But there's You've been they really having rocks for years. Oh yeah, with that thing. They're just like, oh, it's gonna kill you, huh? So you got that. Uh you could polish the rocks, you can tumble the rocks, but that's kind of boring and you don't really make that much from that. But there's uh there's a billion ways. Stone carving is really cool and I find it to be meditative. And then there are these guys who make like that crazy New Zealand, like I don't know if I'm saying it right, like Maori um designs out of jade next year do you want to go to the tucson i want to go to the tucson gem and mineral show because it's in like anything you've ever seen you know how we got the situate art festival or something yeah well, that's situate uncomparable art... it's like a convention center filled two floors you said no it's not just the convention center it's the town like tucson is practically oh, shut it's down. a town it it's it's tucson arizona oh okay I so okay. tucson arizona everybody's there it's on the streets it's in convention centers it's in hotel rooms it's there it's just everywhere you can just throw a rock literally and you hit a rock dealer but it's the coolest thing, and I always want to go, and my friends always go every year, and they have, like, crazy booths, and they always need help and everything, but I just want to go and finally meet all my rock friends, and, uh, oh, my gosh. oh, God, I'm so giddy about it. But We're uh, gonna we're gonna go, and I'm gonna buy a bunch of crystals and resell them. Oh, you're gonna be that guy. Yep. You could get great deals, and if, okay, I'll do you one better. Instead of buying them, how about we go to Arkansas and we get them? Arkansas has the best crystals on the planet. Like the quartz is just so clear and Where's so beautiful. You, you mine it? Yeah. Really? You just go to the Arkansas quartz mine and you pay the guy. I don't know. I think it's going to be like $300, but this guy will use the backhoe and he'll just move mountains for you to get at like a wow. quartz vein. That's insane. Yeah. And whatever you get from the quartz vein would be yours. I think there's like a, a rule with them. It's only up to a certain amount, which is kind of bullshit because the whole point of mining is to finding, you know. A bunch. Yeah, exactly. But it's, cool. it's beautiful. And, uh, oh, that reminds me. Have I ever told you, this is way off topic, but the, have you ever heard of the Crystal Skull? No. Oh. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones? The Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, it's the last maybe I would sucked. Maybe I would know it if I saw it on Indiana Jones. But... Well, I think there's like seven that have been found around the world, maybe five. Don't know that exact number. But the one I'm talking about is called the, I believe it's the Mitchell Hedges Skull. And this cool story behind it, um, this girl and her father, I believe, had an expedition in Mexico, and they had come across, uh, obviously you're in the jungles, and they had come across maybe a little opening out of stone, and the guy couldn't get down, but he, he sent his maybe 10 or 11-year-old daughter down this hole, and there she finds this beautiful crystal skull. Let me pull up a picture what? for you. Yeah, come take a look at the skull. That's insane. It's it's wild. Yeah. Oh, That's the crystal skull. Holy. And I don't think they can date it. Wow, the that's crazy. Wildest part about it is they sent it to Hewlett Packard because they wanted to see how it was made. 
and they don't find tool marks. They don't find anything on this thing. It's just, it's perfect. They say for this to be made, somebody would have just had to have practically rubbed it for hundreds of years, just rubbed it to like smooth it out because there's, it's just wild. But there's a whole theory about it that, um, there might be 10 or 11 different skulls. And once they find them all and like put them together, that's when they unlock the secrets of the universe or some bullshit because Hewlett Packard said in their silicon crystal chips, um, it can hold so much information. So this thing would be able to hold just gobs of information as uh, like a, a chip. And that's where they kind of came up with the theory that if you have them all together, it's like unlock something. Huh. I don't know. But the Mitchell Hedges skull, beautiful, wild thing. It was a really cool story. That's incredible. Uh, it could be up to 12,000 years old. 12,000 years old and they make a beautiful skull like that. Wow. You know what I say to that? Aliens. Yep. I don't know what could have done that. That's like a beautifully sculpted crystal skull. I don't know. That's insane. All right. Sorry for uh, going off topic. Rocks. Yeah. If it has to do with rocks, I will talk. I will have whole episodes on rocks. You got any good uh, ideas that you came up with? I love how you came up with two when those were over in about 45 seconds. Okay. I got selling your poop. You can sell your poop. I already knew about that, but I think the prices are completely different now. I I thought I read, and you put this in your newsletter, right? Fifteen hundred bucks a month. Insane, because it used to be seventy five dollars per sample. Wow. Yeah, and and they do it for gut bacteria. Yeah. I I, I don't want to even get into that, that but that's just. <laughs> Whatever comes out of your body, apparently you can just sell it, except snots. I I don't think there's a market for that. But the company, I think, is in Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's in Cambridge, Mass. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they only, I don't know how many samples you could provide, but it's not like everybody can do it. You have to have a certain, yeah, maybe you have gut to get bacteria. Yeah, you have tested before, too. Yes. And all of that. But that's, that's pretty crazy. Like, you can... In 2023, sell your poop and collect it and package it and ship it on a daily or weekly basis and get money. My buddy. Insane. Brian, the guy who was on the podcast, he'd be a millionaire by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, if you're actually dedicated about it and you've signed up and tried, I bet you could do it. That's just... Just like selling plasma, I don't know what you get for that because I was always told I can't donate anything because I used to live in the UK and they're worried about mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. But um, plasma, I think you get a, a good amount for that too. And you're really helping a, I, a lot of people with that. What is it? One donation, seven people? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Another cool thing I came up with was this is like a dumb internet trend probably that's not gonna last and people are kind of just hopping on the trend but maybe it will i don't know so picture this busy mom is home maybe working on a computer or something or a dad is and they cannot keep their kids entertained they can they just can't keep them doing something so people are coming out with virtual babysitter platforms so there's this one called vb and apparently it's kind of just like a other babysitter babysitter platforms. You sign up as either a, a sitter or a client, and then you kind of just scroll through your options and you'll see all the different people 
from all the different places in the world and language speaking that will sit there and watch your kid on Zoom or whatever the platform may be. Maybe the platform itself has a video call integrated into it. I'm not sure. But it's called VB, and I guess it ranges from about $45 to $5 an hour. So it's like you got all different types of people just while wow, actually babysitting. I'm on a website, Virtual Babysitters Clubs, right now. Yep, that's one of them as well. It's it's almost like having your own personalized, not cartoon show, because it's not cartoon, but it's like having a, your own personalized Mr. Rogers, because you're seeing, I'm seeing art activities, adventure games, and some of these setups are really cool. It's just a green yeah. screen. They got beautiful stuff, but educational games, wow, it's actually... I mean, if you're interactive with the kid, you give them attention and you do like, can find interactive ways to babysit over a computer, whether that be them doing arts and crafts and you teaching or playing a game together, like that, there's potential there, I guess. And wow. it would, if it, like, say, like, I don't know, would th this probably wouldn't be the best idea for an at home situation. Unless you had like those in-house cameras everywhere or something like that. And you would like text the mom, be like, your kid's getting out. <laughs> That's like, imagine you're just like babysitting these kids and it's just like, you have to call the mom and you're like, yeah, um, I don't know where he went. He went out the back door. Haven't heard from him. He went off the computer screen. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, but no, I guess if you have the parent there. Yeah, if you have the parent there and, and you great to get work done or something at the house. You almost hate putting your kid in front of the TV all the time, but at least there's in I, it's back well, in Well, parents these days aren't going to care. They're they're kind of going to care, but they're not going to be able to control it. It's just... It is what it is. Invested our world. Yeah, everything's... This is how things has changed. It is, yeah, it's just virtual everywhere. babysitters. Yeah. You can do everything. It's nuts, huh? You can weld virtually. Then, be yeah. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> We talked about this in the last episode a while ago, but you can also like just put out a gig on Fiverr or Upwork. It's literally just as simple as that. Kind of look at other people's gigs and start at like a decent price. Just follow the market trend and just put up a gig for an empathetic listener. Like you literally just listen to people and their problems and maybe like talk back a little bit or like, I don't know, try and help them out. And then a step up from that, you can be like a personal life coach. Which is wild because is, yeah, I don't even know what that. I was seeing like five dollar for a like thirty minute text text message, and then like ten dollars for like a a phone call, and then like thirty bucks for a video call, and that was like a one hour like thing. I think the thirty bucks was actually half hour. It, it was almost as if it was a dollar yes. a minute. Yeah, that's uh, insane, huh? I I saw one guy. He seems that's all his shtick is. And he's just gotten so many reviews, and I'm just thinking, wow, what did I almost want to book a call with him just to see what his calls are like? Because that's just wild to me. You get paid to listen. Of course, we have therapists, but this is just call me up on the phone and I'll talk to you. And yeah. it's a dollar a minute. I don't know. It's it's wild. I, I what a time to be alive. One thing that they are lacking is. Uh, land surveyors and for every land survey it's about anywhere from 900 to 1500 yeah dollars to set up a camera at the at the right level and just like yeah they just they them. just draw out the boundary lines to the property you own they'll that's put a couple of pegs in there and stake the ground and that's it they're going to be out of business actually i remember watching this youtube video now where 
this guy had to survey his land mm -hmm. and he didn't want to hire a land surveyor. So he used Google and it was all certified too with the town. They say class four and class five. I don't know what the difference between the two classes are, but class four, you need a bachelor's degree in surveying. I honestly thought it was just a certificate, but for class five, it seems to be just a certificate and experience working with the land surveyor, which is wild to me. I don't understand how that whole thing is. You need seven years experience to be a land surveyor, but you have to have seven years working with the land surveyor to be a land surveyor. So... I wonder if every state's different, but that's one thing that they are lacking. You, uh, I know a guy down the road, my neighbor's nephew, he's got jobs coming up for the next nine months. He just, he has to keep pushing them out. Wow. And I'd love to do that. I mean, a lot of it's just research with the town hall and checking deeds and then checking their property lines. But I remember my neighbor and I were having kind of a dispute on what she had and what I had because I thought the tree was on her side, but the tree's on my side and we got a branch. It's overhanging. It's a whole shit show. Oh, great. That's fun. But yeah. So I'd highly recommend Lancer Bear. And then one other one I said a while back <clears throat> were those people that drive in front of big 18 wheelers when they have yeah. wide loads. Those guys get paid a pretty penny. Every state, unfortunately, is a little different with that one, but mostly it's driver's license, good record, insurance, and um, one other thing. But that was an easy job. Everybody needs them. I always thought that those people had worked for the company, the trucking company. They don't. They're just freelancers. So I would highly, uh, highly recommend looking into that one. Obviously, landscaping. Everybody talks about it. It's one of the... One of the easier side hustles to do. I feel like if you're starting out as a teenager, you always go into landscaping. Because I know Ryan, my buddy Ryan and I, we had our own little landscaping thing. We had a couple of houses we did when we were uh, 15. We do it every summer. So that was kind of cool. But there's this guy, SB Mowing, and I always see his stuff on Instagram. They're always quick little shorts, but he's got the full video on his YouTube channel. So he'll just go to houses and he'll see how crazy the property is. Sometimes the houses are abandoned or foreclosed and nobody's lived there for months. Now, everybody else's house on the street looks pristine and the walkway is beautiful, but this house is so overgrown that it's it's come through the walkway and everything. It just looks bad. So he'll knock on neighbor's houses or that house and say, hey, you know, can I help you out? I'll mow this whole thing and I do it for free. I just have, uh, film the whole thing so I put it on my YouTube channel. And I think he does maybe one free mowing a week in the numbers that this guy does. And it's taking old school blue collar with little new yeah. YouTube and stuff, but yeah. merging them together. And I bet you $5 that this guy makes more money on YouTube than he does actually landscaping. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, sure he's got some amazing contractors. For sure. But this guy just put up a video four hours ago, 33,000 views so far in four hours. Wow. He has 1.23 million subscribers. Holy crap. I'm I'm actually kind of in awe. Uh, 19 yeah. million views. 14... Like I said before, it's like we're transitioning into content of something being more valuable than it's actually worth in the real world, which is, I've never really said it like that before. And that's actually kind of scary to think about. The direction that we're heading not scary but it's just mind-boggling the fact that you can record yourself 
mowing the grass or cleaning windows. I've seen window cleaners do the same thing. It's just that stupid satisfaction stuff. We could start that with window cleaning. That'd be even easier. You just hey, I'll clean your windows for free. Then just record it because people like watching a window being cleaned. See, I wouldn't do window cleaning. You know what I do? I do the awesome. No, I've seen windows. Oh, the moss, like, like power the, washing that off. Yes, the green shit on the side of the house. I feel like that's way more that satisfying. Is satisfying too. Yeah, it's yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Let's do our house. <laughs> Actually, no, we got a well. We power washed one of the walls once, and we uh, we ran out of water. It took three days for our well to like fill up again. Oh man. Yeah. So you need you'd need one of those containers, and you'd have to have that filled somewhere else for us anyway. I'm not sure what it costs for paying for water is kind of like a mind blowing concept for me. So if you pay for your water, I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand, but yeah, I don't know how much it would cost to use city water to pressure wash pressure your house, wash your house, but I wouldn't, decent. I wouldn't think it would be that. I don't much. know. But yes. Now just think about if you're a blue collar guy. Yeah. Just actually start making YouTube videos about the stuff, you know, and you'll be surprised at, the money you'll actually make from that because people want to learn how to do things. Simple as that. SB mowing. You have to see these videos. I mean, when he does the walkway and when he trims the edges and stuff, yeah, it, it's he oh. makes walkways just appear out of nowhere, like yes. they're all overgrown, and you're like, hey, you had a walkway you didn't even know about. <laughs> somebody lived. Excuse me. Somebody lived there for thirty years, and there was just dirt and mud and grass just growing over a walkway yeah and they were surprised that That's it was there insane. it made their whole property pop That's and insane. the neighbors love them for it but you have to see wow he's got another channel sb pressure washing oh man <laughs> he's got two hundred and thirty-two thousand subscribers yes it's the same guy it's driveways he pressure washes driveways. Yeah, I've I've seen those videos on shorts. It's they wild. go insane. I always people do like all patterns on the driveway and then they erase it with the power washer. It's so cool. When I see it, it, it just almost looks like asphalt. You think it's asphalt, and then when he puts it to you, oh like, yeah, holy no, shit, it is it's cement yeah. or constant cement, whatever. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, it's insane. YouTube is crazy these days. Any video is crazy these days. We're still doing really well with our Rust video too. Yeah, I had I had a good idea. But it's really saturated. I kind of knew this going into it. But, I mean, there's like a lot of saturated markets that you could succeed in. You know how people play those noises when they go to sleep? They'll play like... White noise? White noise. Or they'll play rain. Or they'll play like a forest Whale sound. sound. Or like yep. a, a campfire sound. You could upload videos like that to YouTube. And if you just loop the video over and over again, you can make it like hours long. But there's one tip that I have to share on that. So when you're uploading these videos, if you loop the video too many times, YouTube will notice. So what you have to do is put a timer or some type of script or text at the bottom that changes throughout the whole time. So then it doesn't get taken down. Oh, no. Flagged. Yeah. What do you think? So like that's like a good niche. Yeah. They like shadow banner. That's a good niche to start out with. If you want to just get on YouTube and I bet there's an AI generator out there that can make you a scene in sound all in one go. And then you just loop that over and over again. And it's probably pretty easy to make these videos. And, and it's a great way to get your foot yeah. in the door if you don't know how to make exactly. videos. Yeah. Because you just. It's just a great way to try it. But you're not going to get a ton of views unless you have some like 
really out of the box way of doing it. Yeah, I think something like that, you would have to pay YouTube to promote it. Okay. You'd have to do an ad on that. So when people search, you know, white noise machine, go to sleep type thing. Yeah. uh, Yours would be number one. Therefore, you could rack up the views and then you might even be in the search results after some time. Yeah. The search category is huge for that. What you could do a step up from that is actually take different noises and upload them to sites that sell the noises. Because I know there were times that when I would actually create those videos, maybe four or five years ago, and I would have to pay for like rain noise or a lightning noise or an owl noise. Well, now I think- Now you can get AI to do it. I never thought of that. But I was just going to record the woods or when we had that crazy rainstorm. Me too. I've thought about doing it. Maybe it would be more profitable if you did it that way because it would be a true like video- of like a real place and you're not like generating it like everyone else. So maybe that'd be an ev- even better way to go about it. Like literally just wait until it rains at your house. Or if you have birds chirping all day, film that too. Leave a camera out for 24-7 and then go take the footage when you want it. Yeah, you can upload that would work. Pexels, Pixabay. Um, I think those are free. What's that other one? Shutterstock, I believe. Yeah, or just doing the YouTube channel. And I sound you're going to do the YouTube channel and get those sounds. sounds as well. Yes. So you could turn it into like a little like. Try and figure out how to take that one piece of content and yes. monetize it several times. Yes. That's a good lesson right there. Last thing I want to come up with was um, my, my boss hates it, but it's called bead rolling. And it's not rolling beads for like necklaces. It's, it's metal. You take pieces of metal and then it's kind of like repasse where you just bring up pieces to make a sign like it would say the laporte so it'd be a flat sheet of metal but then the laporte's would all be raised lettering and stuff and it's uh it's a beautiful art form when you can figure it out or if you just took like a little hammer and uh i don't know what they call those like a flat sheet of metal yeah yeah and just kind of turn it into a sign but it all pops out like you know yes it's like it's like uh it's like you put it in a die and you yes yeah it's two dies and it just kind of like tips it up or tips it down. And I've seen guys do uh, crazy like Looney Tune characters and stuff or just ge- geometrical art. So if you were an artist, I recommend getting into metal because it's yeah. I-, I find that to be really cool. And it's a way to stand out because you're going against people who just do photography or paintings. And everybody seems to do that. Yeah. but. The guys that I follow who do bead rolling, they're magicians with this bead roller, and it's not it's not expensive at all. You can buy one at Harbor Freight for I think a hundred bucks. Um, it'll be smaller pieces, but I mean we use that stuff to, you know how in the the truck bed it's got all those bumps, all the raises in the floor, like up down up down up down. It's something like that. That's pretty cool. It, it's yeah. If you ever come down to the shop. I teach you how to do that. I'll teach you to take weld, stick, whatever you want to weld. Yeah. You can even weld the car together. I don't care. <laughs> I'll have a piece on the car. And that's the a thing. One little t- yeah, that's, tack weld. A lot of people like that, though, because we're building um, these, we build these wire forms from pictures of cars that have never been made. Like we're Yeah, doing you showed me a stuff. picture of the car. It basically looked like a uh, drawn picture, like a painting. And then you show me the wire form of the car and you've got basically the whole body made up out of this wire that you bent. And it looks perfect. It looks just like the picture. 
See, I want to actually just do- crazy. You do that, no build plans, nothing straight up from the ground. Like that is a true art form right there. Like that. There's a lot of people who insane. want me to build wire forms. So if I actually just did that, I'm sure I could do pretty well just doing that. The problem is it, it takes so much time and to be so precise. It is so hard when you bend that wire and then you're like, I'm an eighth of an inch off. And then you keep going down with that. That eighth of an inch becomes three inches and it's a whole thing. That's now the wire form, it's wild. It's crazy. I don't know where else I was going to go with that. If I figure anything out, I'll say it afterwards. Oh, so I've been sourcing products from Alibaba. I started out just kind of searching for the product I wanted. And then I would basically find all of the producers and then go on their profile and look at all their products, how they're produced. They have all the pictures and everything on there. And I would basically find like the top suppliers, right? And then I found this plugin or this this website called Import Yeti. Oh, okay. And it lets you basically look up competitors' suppliers. I just, I, I've seen that. That's and I figured out that the same the people in the same niche as me, electric skateboarding. I looked up two other stores, and I'm finding the same suppliers on Alibaba that I've been already looking at okay. on my own. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a good way to confirm. So get your product, go to Alibaba, figure out the main suppliers or not suppliers, producers, because there are people who just buy the product and resell it. Right. So you want to find the main producers where it shows them making the physical product in their factory. And then after you do that, just go on Import Yeti, check out your competitors, see what they're doing. Maybe they have a US supplier or something like that, and they're not getting it from Alibaba. Yeah, that really helps. And then also when you're setting up your store for the first time, I found this plugin and it just allows you to import product listings a lot easier. Oh, nice. So sell your, say you're selling a product from Alibaba and you got to get all the pictures onto your website and you want like the specs of like how powerful something is or like how wide something is or something like that. It imports all of the product images and all of the specs in the description for you. That's and it's just like see I do both my prom. It's just such a hassle. Yeah, copying and pasting and then formatting and everything. And yeah, there's a plugin for everything. The plugin for importing the the pictures in the product listing is called Importify. Import. And I was I kind of just I just paid for it. It was fifteen bucks a month. All of them cost money basically. So I just did that. And you got a Chrome extension that goes along with it. And you just kind of go on Alibaba, click click on add product, and that's it. I will. It's pretty simple. There is also a free option, though. What? But what I found the issue with the free option is I'm pretty sure it's made by Alibaba as well. And it's a WordPress plugin. You just go to your plugins, hit add new, and then it's called um, Drop Shipping for Alibaba is the name of the plugin. And you download that and you log into your Alibaba on your your WordPress store and then you get this tab that comes up and it says drop shipping for Alibaba. But the thing is they don't have all the product suppliers that they do on Alibaba originally. Like when I use the plugin, I couldn't find my supplier of electric skateboard parts. Oh wow. I could find similar ones, but not the exact one I wanted. So it it would work for most niches, but like really specific things won't be on there, but there's so much on there and it's a free plugin too. And it's really helpful. It imports all the images, all the descriptions, nice and easy. That's one thing. I know it's not a uh, blue collar side hustle, but that's one thing I really want to get into. I want to learn yeah. how to build plugins. 
this. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Plugins are useful. I said I wanted to build one the other day for ChatGPT to make a newsletter for you, like a newsletter builder. Right. That'd be pretty cool, but- Cut yeah. that out. Don't steal that. That's ours. <laughs> Just uh, sourcing on Alibaba is really weird because you have all these product suppliers in there. All, they, they produce like, I'm looking at electric skateboard parts right now and you got speed controllers, you got motors, and you got all different parts like tires, for example. That's a simple one. They sell these off-road tires, right? And they'll have all different sizes. They'll have these rubber airless tires. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Right. They have like circles yep. in them. Yep. And it's like just rubber. Yep. And it compresses. So they, they'll sell those. And then they'll have like eight different listings for the same tire. And then they'll sell another tire that has an aluminum rim and an actual tire that you put air in. And they'll sell like eight different types of those. And for each type, they have like four different listings. So they all name they all name different things, and it's so confusing to figure all of that out. See, I don't know why you'd go get air uh, tires with air in them anymore. If you could get the airless tire, yeah. absolutely, especially I, where I work. I want the tire with air. I want to see how that feels on a skateboard. That'd be so cool. But yeah, I I want to see if they start producing those things for cars. I thought they did. I think they're like through, low, it's gonna move nothing. They're yes. profiles. I think I've seen them, but I don't think they not, have ones that I've are, never seen one in person. Right. On YouTube. Yeah, exactly. They have them for tractors and stuff like that. Tractors use them. Oh no couldn't. Yeah. I never knew that. That's what they're starting with, I think. Because you know it's slower moving and it's not as stressful. Weird thing I wanted to say is uh, since we're talking about blue collar stuff, um you know what the number one most satisfying, happiest job is? What? Farmer. Farmer? Farmer. Bec they do these studies every year. It's like the 10 most stressful jobs, and it's like um, the airline, uh, the guy who makes sure that all the airplanes aren't going to like hit each other. Uh, oh, he's probably super stressed out. Yeah, I think that's number one or number two. Firefighter, police officer, um stuff like that but then they also have the happiest jobs and that happiest jobs all seem to bl be blue collar jobs like i didn't yeah. see accountant as yeah there's something job. about going to work every day and putting in physical labor and getting that satisfaction of moving around and physically doing things i think that you know it might be the farmer too you're out in nature and you're, yeah. you're just tilling up the and you're like you're planting something you're watching it grow you're yes. taking care of it yes tending to something you know I would assume, I mean, I, I don't think that farmers have a very easy or rich life. Rich meaning no, like they make a lot. Lose of, all their crops yes. in season and be completely a big hailstorm back through. It's just yeah. God bless them, dude. The coolest thing though was your damn electric skateboard when you were over this past week. You told me about the electric skateboard, but I just I, I couldn't really comprehend your build and. I saw it and it was, I was so impressed. I was, you had those little boxes and then you had that one thing and you had that controller and everything hooked yeah. up to the, the chucks or whatever the hell they're called. Trucks or the uh, trucks, trucks. Um, yeah, it was just so wild. And you're asking me, Oh, you want to get on it? Yeah. A 40 year old <laughs> guy who just can't really skateboard. I chose BMX, not skateboard. <laughs> I, I know my limits. I know if I fell, I was dead. Uh, I got a death wish, just not with a skateboard. But, uh, you get on the thing, you just flew by me. I was kind of paranoid you were going to get hit by the cars. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no brakes on that thing. There, just... there are brakes. Oh, really? Yep. The brakes recharge the battery, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is the guy. Uh, 
Okay, so before you do whatever you're going to do tonight, you need to go home and you just need to do an overview of the the electric skateboard in your build. You don't have to take anything apart or anything. I think the next video, I'm going to take everything apart and do like a whole build process of it. Yeah. Tell them what the parts are and everything. And if you can find some of those parts on Amazon or something like them, yeah, I would do that first. Therefore, because it's a YouTube video, essentially you want them to click your affiliate link to Amazon or whatever it is and, uh, and buy that. But no, you really gotta, you gotta do that yeah. video on that scale. I'm working on the, the website right now a lot. Oh, that's right. We, I had to take a look at that after. I'm trying to make it simple for everyone to just go on and be able to pick different parts and stuff like that. Trying to label everything as like a simple name. Oh yeah, you're trying. Actually, what it is, and that's going to be unique to see because you are taking things that are already called something, but people don't understand that, and you're trying to dumb it down and create your own vocabulary. Yeah. For the pieces on the electric skateboard, something that people don't normally Google. You're creating words, and and that's that's wild. I applaud you for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping it will work, but I don't think they're. I mean, it is the internet, but I wouldn't think there's not that many websites on electric skateboards. No, there's not that many. It's not something I knew about until I met you. Yeah. That's about it. I think we've actually exhausted all the, uh, well, I exhausted all my blue collar ideas. I thought we were going to really elaborate more on this stuff, but I think we hit the finer points and that's good enough for me. Yeah. The most important part is picking one thing and going out and trying and being consistent with it because that's where you're going to see success with whatever you choose to do. So, all right. Don't be, don't just listen to us and be like, huh, those are great ideas and think about those ideas and then just never put any action into it because I don't think you're going to be successful that way. Yeah. Call me crazy, but I think if you do nothing and just think about it, you're, you're not going to be successful. But what do I know? That's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mitch DiPaolo. I'm Mark Laporte. See you next week.